1: Welcome to this week's Character Unlocked podcast, where seven episodes in, we are changing the format completely and we're just going to do a news only show. It's got nothing to do whatsoever with the fact that I can't decide what I want to play and everything to do with the fact that there was just shitloads of stuff announced over the last couple of days. I'm hosting, as always, I'm Andrew Brooker, and with me is my good buddy John. How are you, mate?
0: Hey Brooks, you're going with that uh, it wasn't that you couldn't find anything to play, I'm going with I was playing too much stuff and therefore ran out of things to talk about.
1: Well, there was kind of that. Uh, I mean I got well excited to play Dishonored I'm about halfway through and I can't be bothered to carry on. I'm about halfway through Darksiders, I can't be bothered to carry on. Uh, I've got two or three episodic games to finish and I can't be asked. And today <laughs> Dead Rising 4 turned up and I just started killing zombies and then left it. i Literally, I've I haven't been in a funk this bad for quite a while.
0: Luckily, I've managed to get myself to the other side of a little bit of a funk. I feel like I could actually get myself and actually start playing games again. I think the Telltale game certainly helped because it was a I'll do an episode and then I'll play something else and then I'll do another episode and then I'll I'll play something else for a bit. It kind of worked quite well for me in the last couple of days.
1: Nice. Well, yeah, because of course this week was supposed to be we we're going to talk about episodic games and. Just and kind of... thank
0: fuck we're not doing that. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: because you—I mean—you created a, a rod for your own back, really, didn't you? There was no way you were doing all of those in time for yeah, in time for trying to finish
0: like six fucking games that all take about what five, six hours with the limited time that I have. Yeah, yeah, that's—I'm surprised I managed to get as, as far through as I did because I've now done season one of The Walking Dead, Tales from the Borderlands. Wolf Among Us, and the first episode of Game of Thrones, which I'm going to probably struggle my way through just because I have to.
1: Yeah, Game of Thrones I haven't finished. It's just, it's like the TV show. It's just, it's unrelenting misery, and I don't get any fun from the TV show anymore. I don't get any fun from the game. I just, I think I've still got an episode or two to play, and I just can't be bothered. Most of the others I've played, though. I haven't finished Life is Strange yet, but only because I kind of know what's coming, and... I'm not sure I can handle it, so I don't really want to play. <laughs> but, but yeah, apart from that, obviously... We want had... to the topic at hand. Well, yeah, so scrap the, scrap the original topic. And luckily, we've had, we've had two big events. On Thursday, we had uh, the Game Awards, or VGAs, or the VGXs, or whatever they fucking are now. Whatever it is, it's, there's lots of announcements, and Jeff Keighley's there, so...
0: Fuck Jeff Keighley. Yeah.
1: And then at the weekend, we had uh, the PlayStation Experience... Uh, which included a keynote from, from the guys at Sony, which is basically their E3 presentation Lite. Yeah.
0: Uh, as the, the third annual PlayStation experience. Yeah. With a shitload of, been doing every year.
1: of uh, announcements and trailers and things there. So, so instead of talking about games we played, we're going to sit and talk about games we might play, games we like the look of, games we games will possibly we avoid like the plague. We'll just jump straight in to, yeah, to the news. So yeah, jumping right in, we're going to start with Thursday's Game Awards, and because the last episode we were so, so bad at covering the awards, we're not actually going to cover any awards at all, because fuck that. There are plenty of websites to check if you want to see who won Game of the Year, and, you know, how many awards Overwatch won, and if... All of them. If, yeah. If Hideo Kojima got anything, because he's Jeff Keighley's bum buddy. So instead, we're just going to go into like the trailers and the announcements and things, and one of the... And this is in no particular order to how it was shown on the telly, because I didn't watch it live. I caught up with everything the morning after. But the first thing that really caught my eye was that Gearbox Software now have a publishing arm. Yeah. So instead of going through 2K for most of their games, they'll they'll publish through themselves. But what interested me was the first game that they announced they were going to be publishing was an, a previous EA title, which I do not understand. I just don't. But they're they're going to be releasing or re-releasing Bulletstorm: The Four Clip Edition. Now, well, I don't know about you, mate. I I fucking love Bulletstorm.
0: I don't think I played it all that much. I think uh, after what you described Bulletstorm to be and me playing it, I think I probably moved back onto playing something else pretty quickly after maybe the first mission.
1: Fair enough. I I adored Bulletstorm. It was stupid, dumbass fun. And there's been rumours of it being remastered for a long time. And in this kind of we're, we're having a bit of a year where everything is being remastered and re-released. So it was almost a given that it was coming. So it's getting all the nice stuff. It's getting, you know, 4K textures and all that kind of nice and shiny bollocks. But because Gearbox is Gearbox and they have to find some way of wasting the IPs that they fucked up in the past, we're also going to get Duke Nukem as a playable character in yeah. Bulletstorm.
0: Now, Duke Nukem definitely fits in the Bulletstorm universe.
1: I'm I'm not sure he does. Really? the he, pro- The problem he is, he seems
0: like the exact character who would fit in a in a, well, in a game that wouldn't. Well, yeah, kicking fo- things in the face.
1: The problem with Bulletstorm, well, not sorry, not the problem with Bulletstorm. The problem with Duke Nukem is it's it's too much of a good thing in Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm on its own, with its crass humour, and it really is fucking crass. With its crass humour and its dick jokes and all that lot, it's great. But you don't need to add to that with Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Honestly, should just be left to die. No one should ever hear from that man again. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's any need for him to be in in this in Bulletstorm. And the the, the problem is, until we actually play the game, we don't know if he gets his own lines or if he's just playing the main character. But with Duke Nukem's voice, uh, we won't know until we actually you know until we get it. And that comes that doesn't come out till April. And even then, you look at the, the announcement trailer for it, and Duke Nukem is a pre-order bonus. Yeah. Fuck you. Just fuck Gearbox, fuck Randy Pitchford, fuck all of those dickheads. No. I'm not fucking pre-ordering it to play fucking Duke Nukem.
0: Are you sure? I'm I am very I'll, sure. I'll, I'll be honest. My, I'm thinking that you're going to be playing the story as Duke Nukem. What it'll be is it'll be a very watered-down story, so it doesn't include a lot of the, the things coming over that, you're, that you'd normally hear. And it'll have... A lot of Duke Nukem voice work of well, basically his lines from previous games just thrown in there for the fuck's sake of it.
1: Yeah, see, I can't see the point in that.
0: It's it will probably not be the story. It'll probably be him just going through the areas of Bulletstorm.
1: (laughs) Nah, if that's the case, it ain't worth the pre-order. I'll wait for you know. I mean, unless when it goes up for sale, it's 15 quid like Darksiders was. I'd pay 15 quid for it, but even then. I probably wouldn't install the Nukum code. I probably wouldn't bother. There's no need for it. Just seems unnecessary.
0: Well, a lot of pre-order bonuses the, this generation have been. Oh yeah, pre-order now and you get a code for this. When really, what it actually is is that you buy it at any point and you'll get it. Yeah. It's um to get Goldberg for two K seventeen is that you had to pre-order it and they they openly said that if you buy it after today, you won't get access to Goldberg. I fucking get access to Goldberg. <laughs> so and I bought it like um like this like the last week or something.
1: Fair enough. I mean we shall see. I'll definitely buy the game because I, you know, I would love to play Bulletstorm again. But
0: yeah, the Duke doesn't bother me that much.
1: Blow it out your ass, little shit. So,
0: we'll go with the DLC for Rocket League which goes live Wednesday. So 2 days ago if we put this out on time. Yeah. It's the Starbase Arc. Which is a new arena, which looks very similar to some of the other arenas. It's, it's Rocket League, you're, you're driving cars around. and But it's in space. A net in space. And they showed it off with skills that even I can't fathom on how the fuck they managed to get the ball to fly in the air above <laughs> him and then underneath him and score while other people were driving around almost saving it and not just being complete arseholes on the floor. <laughs> I don't have even remotely that kind of skill with fucking Rocket League.
1: No, me neither.
0: They also kind of half announced a car that I'm pretty sure is already in the game, but for some reason they they showed it off as if it was a new thing. I mean, I I don't know if it's in the game. I'm pretty sure it's in the game already. Is it
1: possible that it's in the game on a specific console and now it's going multi-platform?
0: Possibly? I don't know. Um, Other people will have to kind of look into it. Or I'll look into it and then tweet about it at some point later, if I can remember. Fair I enough. probably won't remember. Another uh, nice little update is Warframe, which I played a little bit of Warframe. That was a long time ago that I played it, so a new update to it could be kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I I didn't mind Warframe. I, I played a bit with uh, with our, our frequent flyer commenter Jack. I I played a little bit with him. The problem is, it had that same issue that for me Destiny has. In as much as if you play with somebody that's you know. Are much higher level than you you just kind of follow them around while they kill everything and i can't be asked for that shit but no i didn't mind warframe i would i'd play it again if it got a decent update
0: yeah uh, well, if warframe got a decent update uh, the problem is is that it's um it's a free game essentially which means that it's lacking in overall content yeah. like a lot of free games where they they've Purposefully lock out things that really could be just put to a whole game together, which would probably be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Speaking of uh, free games that probably have a fair bit of uh, stuff locked out, uh, a <laughs> four-player co-op game, Dauntless, which uh, I don't know. That's it looks kind of fun. Did you watch the trailer for it? I did. Um. Yeah. It looked like kind of World of
1: Warcraft e thing. Yeah. Four-player co-op thing. I. De- I don't know. If it's free to play, I'll give it a Raz. I think the company that made it, I think it's made of like X bioware and People Can Fly and a couple of others, devs. So it's got a bit of a pedigree. It's got a bit of a yeah. pedigree in its devs. So it might be worth having a look at, but it's not something that I'll go out of my way to play, I don't think.
0: Let's swiftly move on to Lawbreakers, which looks like Overwatch, except bad.
1: Yeah, Lawbreakers has been... We've been waiting for this a while, and it's Cliffy B's game. Yeah. Which is gonna be another free to play multiplayer shooter. Pretty sure it's PC only. Under his his new studio, I think they're called Boss Key.
0: Yep, Boss Key Productions.
1: But this thing's been in de- in dev for a couple of years now, I think. Kind of and we got no new news. You know, we're just just another trailer. It's Yeah,
0: it's it's coming out like this week or something. Really? I'm I'm pretty sure that's what the
1: almost certain the trailer said twenty seventeen. It's got a beta going up at some point.
0: Maybe that's what I saw as the the, the the beta for, like, starting this week, or... I don't know. Ah, fuck really, it. fuck it. It's Cliffy B, it's a PC-only game.
1: Like, <laughs> screw it. Yeah. So, we got a couple of other interesting ones. So we got... There was a reveal trailer, and that's literally all it done was confirm that this game exists uh, for Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy, an episodic series, which... And literally... That was all the trailer done. It didn't show us any characters. It show us any story. Nothing. It just confirmed that Telltale were making a Guardians of the Galaxy game. I mean, something tells me that that's only happened because it was accidentally leaked a couple of weeks ago. That it was, it was a, possibly a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the the original leak was of Telltale doing a Marvel game. Yeah. Originally, and then it moved to Telltale doing Guardians of the Galaxy, but. As far as they go, there are much, much worse Marvel character franchises to do a Telltale game for.
1: Oh yeah, it's got...
0: At least with Guardians of the Galaxy, there is a lot of dialogue for the way that they they go through things.
1: Well, it's it's got the capacity to end up more like Tales from the Borderlands, and there's nothing wrong with that. I thought Tales from the Borderlands was fun and actually hilarious. So, I'm okay with more like that.
0: Well, their best game so far... Telltale-wise, has been the ones based on the graphic, not but based on graphic novels. Yeah. So, A Wolf Among Us is absolutely outstanding based on the fables graphic novel. So, Guardians of the Galaxy could be very fun if they they base to the comic books as opposed to the films.
1: Ah no, that would be based on the film. I guarantee it would be based on the film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not based on the films to the extent that uh, you, the Game you, of Thrones. You just is based get a wider
1: audience show. doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, you get a wide audience just by calling it Guardians of the Galaxy. True. the The comics don't exactly aren't that much different to the film anyway.
1: Fair enough. I wouldn't know. I've never read them.
0: You should, along with like half the other comic books that I recommend to you that you don't read.
1: I read Fables, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, that doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: next up, I am quite looking forward to this. Did you see the uh, the Prey gameplay video?
0: I did. I quite like the part where he uh, turns into a cup. It was awesome. I thought that was hilarious. It was like, mimic, cup, and then uses it to slide under a hole. But what was interesting... a glass window.
1: ...is actually, when you look at it closely, it's basically sci-fi Dishonored. Now I'm not interested anymore. Because everything you do in that, you can do in Dishonored. You can't turn into a cup.
0: Oh, then I'm definitely not interested in Dishonored. But
1: he needs to get through a, a tight space. In Dishonored, you would possess a rat, or possess a fish, or possess a bloodfly, or... You know, and you would fly through the tight little spaces into new areas that you couldn't get to before. And that's basically what he done when he mimicked a cup and then rolled his way into an area. Yeah. But cup better than rat. But it's basically... It looks like sci-fi space Bioshock meets Dishonored. Yeah. And I'm absolutely okay with that. Looks a little horror as well. A couple of the bits actually made me jump.
0: I was interested in Prey when it was first announced about four or five E3s ago.
1: What, well, when it was Prey 2?
0: Yeah. That I was interested in it then, <laughs> and then it disappeared because new generation, you know, publisher just kind of went blah, blah blah blah. I think Human Head yes.
1: went under. I think Human Head were the guys that were making it. I think they just disappeared. Yeah. And now
0: it's Arcane.
1: Yeah. And Bethesda handed it over to Arcane, the guys
0: that made Dishonored.
1: But I think is I think when they done that, they just went just start from scratch. Yeah. Which they have because it doesn't look like Prey one at all.
0: Well, Prey two doesn't look didn't. Back when that was announced, didn't really look like Prey One. Prey no. One was a one one animal, and then every, every since they've just kind of ignored that and gone, well, we'll make uh, we'll just call it Prey, and then not actually make it Prey. Yeah, because Prey One was a bit shit.
1: But yeah, I'm I'm very excited. For, I mean, it's it's a little way off yet, but I'm very excited for Prey. And you know, I, Arcane can do no wrong in my eyes at the moment, so I'll give them a chance for that. But then we got Halo Wars. 2, the trailer for Halo Wars, the story trailer for Halo Wars 2, the RTS game that I didn't
0: think anybody wanted. Uh, you would be wrong about that one, because there's a lot of people out there who have, uh, who have said that they really want a new Halo Wars game. I'm not one of them. But I
1: played Halo but, Wars, it was gash.
0: Yeah, it was awful. It was awful in a generation of console-based RTS games that are all awful.
1: Well, I will never understand. And The less said about that, I suppose, well, the better. Yeah. <clears throat> but one of the interesting ones that came out for me was so they've announced season three of The Walking Dead, or Telltale have announced season three. Now, I think they're taking this episodic thing a bit too far when they announce a two-episode premiere of their When new-
0: you only have, like, five episodes to a series. But it's not that. Uh, ha- having Having two of them at once kind of...
1: Basically, well, let's let's take an example from this year. So early on in the year, X Files had a six-episode season, and episodes one and two were one night after another. That was based, That's basically a two-episode premiere. But that's a TV show, and TV shows have been doing that forever. If you're you're making an episodic game, why would you release episodes one and two at the same time? Why don't you just make a really long episode one?
0: Why? When you do an episodic game, why would you release two, two at one go, and then make people wait a month or two to play episode three? Because that's what most episodic games are like. They they don't release the next episode for a while. I mean, how long did it take Game of Thrones to finish? How long did it take Tales from the Borderlands to finish? Yeah, Tales, these, these are,
1: them two both finished in about, I think it was four months, I think, they took to finish. They were both out at where, the same time. Yeah. But I just, I don't understand the two episode premiere idea. I don't get it. I Not for not for a five-part video game. I'm stumped.
0: How far along is Batman? I've got no idea. I kind of feel like it's finished, but at the same time, I haven't started it yet, so I wouldn't know. I think I've downloaded all the episodes. I don't think
1: it is. I think episode four either has just come out or is coming out soon.
0: I don't know. All I know is I've got it. Fair enough. <laughs> and it, it's one to play at some point. That might actually be the first episodic game that I get around to playing, where it's not all finished. Fair enough. Because uh, I, I got Season 1 of The Walking Dead was on a disc, so it was finished, and then all of the other ones I've played so far are all finished, Yeah. because I got them as part of deals with gold, Christmas, um, no, Black Friday stuff.
1: Okay, fair enough. The last, the last thing to talk about from the Game Awards, at least as far as I wrote down, I'm going to leave to you, mate, because this is it's Mass Effect. It's all you.
0: Um, we got ourselves a nice five-minute gameplay demo of Mass Effect Andromeda, which showed off uh, both Engineer classing and Biotic classes from what I saw. Both that looked quite interesting, because there were some pr- nice, interesting new powers that were trialled in Mass Effect 3's multiplayer with a couple of characters in the multiplayer that had different powers themselves to what Shepard would earn in the game which made a lot of sense really because it meant that later on for this game in particular they can then give Ryder, the main characters, those powers including a biotic shield that they they put up at one point but the thing that interested me the most was the wild animals or the large creatures or the large machinery that they had robot-wise in the open world areas. Okay. Because they looked quite cool in the fact that they seemed to have a execution of the main character if they got too close. Okay. Now, I don't know if it's uh they got too close and therefore execution like Last of Us had or if it was a uh, got too close and you had low enough health that they could just pick you up and then rip you in half or in the case of the giant robot was pick you up and then slam you into the ground probably crushing all of your bones. Charming. Yeah. Um I will I know I could talk about Mass Effect till the cows come home, but I'm gonna hold off on talking too much about it because I don't want to get myself too excited. Literally
1: an episode when it comes out, I'm just gonna let you talk and I'll just sit there and go, mm hmm, mm hmm, mhm. For like two hours.
0: I was gonna say it'll be our longest episode yet, me just talking constantly about <laughs> Mass Effect. I'll probably be playing Mass Effect while am while I'm doing it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there's one thing you missed from the Game Awards okay what did I miss uh, you missed now on Kojima's game
1: oh fucking hell yeah the uh, the second trailer for Death, PT replacement. Death Stranding
0: yeah now I, when I was watching that trailer that was probably the most terrified I've been of Mads Mikkelsen just him even though he was completely silent and it was just him staring at a camera that was absolutely terrifying it was haunting it's
1: not more terrifying than Hannibal
0: Hannibal was a lovely character. <laughs>
1: what do you think? Are you looking forward to yeah. Death Stranding?
0: You know what? As someone who absolutely detests playing horror games because I'm too much of a little sissy girl, as I've stated before many times, um, yeah, I think it might be one of the... because it would definitely be a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's already been announced as a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, because he's got PlayStation-picked Kojima up from Konami, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Yes. They're also using, uh, for Death Stranding, they're using, and I should have researched this, I can't remember the name of the engine, but they're using Gorilla's engine, the one they're using for Horizon, they're using for Death Stranding as well, so it won't, go, right. it won't go anywhere that's not PlayStation.
0: Yeah, anyway, yeah, it looks like it might be one of the few games that I will pick up on, on my PlayStation in the, I say near future, it's not near future. It's not future coming out until, like, 2025. No. <laughs> At some point I will probably play it. It will probably be on the PS5.
1: Yeah. I don't know it looks interesting. I had, I said this to uh to our buddy Matt the other day. I said I very much look forward to it coming out and the entire world pretending like they get it because no one will fucking understand it because it's Hideo Kojima.
0: I don't even think he understands it.
1: No. But, you know, we all should trust Mr. Kojima. He knows what he's doing. So, I will give it a go, I just refuse to get excited about a Hideo Kojima game you know, less than four years after the announcement. <laughs> but no, you're right, I did forget about that.
0: Is it because you thought it was part of the PSX announcements?
1: Uh, no, I don't YouTube? think it's on my notes at all, even though it's nope. one I did want to talk about. I just forgot to write it down.
0: Yep, dumbass.
1: Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. You haven't weekend. done anything.
0: <laughs> all right. Moving on, after after the Game Awards on Thursday, on Saturday, yep, yep we had the PlayStation Experience or PSX to a, a lot of the initiated, which uh, was essentially the third iteration of the announcements that PlayStation put out in their own little mini E3, which talk about games that are going to be coming out in the next well they announced stuff that was released on the same day as the uh, as it going up live and there's at least two games i saw being announced that were released uh today of recording so yeah tuesday so there's that which it's a good idea uh, in on one hand but i think that they're definitely overdoing the whole we could hype everything up to the nth degree yeah, see,
1: I think Sony over the last couple of years, not just with PSX, but with uh, their E3 presses, they've definitely, or they try it anyway, they try tried to strike a balance between hyping up stuff that's coming in a couple of years, hyping up stuff that's coming soon, and they always give you something that's available now. Uh, and we're definitely going to talk about the stuff that's available now, because I've been playing one of them quite a bit. But I don't mind the way they done PSX. I don't mind. It was a, It was an hour-long conference. It didn't feel flabby. I, I don't think it felt flabby. I thought it felt lacking in a couple of areas, but again, we'll get to that. But I, I quite liked the keynote. I, I wasn't bored watching it, which on more than one occasion I have fallen asleep watching the PlayStation E3 press conference. And it's not because it's on at 3 in the morning. It's because they go on for no, 45 minutes sure talking about fucking entirely sales figures. It's because
0: it's on at 3 in the morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I don't know, I think that the, the fan pandering that there was, it was quite clearly there was some fan pandering there. And I'm guessing it's because it's filmed or rather they, they show it off live in the States, which means that they get the the rowdy crowd of, of people. It's also a publicly accessible
1: it. uh, uh, weekend. It's it's not like E three which is press only. Yeah. It's it's more like so you end- Playstation's Eurogamer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you end up with the the group of guys who are there on like a holiday. They've probably paid a small fortune to get their tickets in there. Sitting about four rows back, just screaming PlayStation Nation repeatedly.
1: America, fuck yeah! Well, yeah.
0: So anyway, with PSX, they started it with uh, an announcement of a game where they started it by just showing off gameplay. So they didn't show off the developer, the publisher, or the title of the game. And it was of uh, a woman walking through streets of what looked like, I'm going to say India, without being completely racist about it.
1: Just looks like random Middle Eastern country to me.
0: Yeah, alright. You're the expert. I'm I am
1: no expert.
0: I, I think you, you're more of an expert about India than I am.
1: I'm not <laughs> sure that's true, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so it's random Middle Eastern country, and it's a woman walking through the streets. She pulls out a phone to fight to, for a door, and then the game progresses on. She she comes across what looks like um, a military curfew, uh, and she works her way through. Uh, and then at the very end, it shows off two characters who I couldn't name because I've not played any of the games of the franchise, and that franchise being Uncharted.
1: <laughs> it was uh, Chloe and Nadine.
0: There we go. I'm assuming one of them was Chloe, the the one that was being followed around. Yes. Yay. <laughs> See? Yeah. But I know nothing about Uncharted.
1: No, What's the, I think it's called the Lost Legacy. So I think this is going to be a standalone story DLC for Uncharted Four. Uh, no, I've not played Uncharted Four yet, mainly because Uncharted, while they're fun, they don't really. They're, they're not important games to me. At some point when I've got nothing to play, I'll rent one, I'll rent four, and I'll I'll play it through. But I don't... I, I couldn't tell you why we don't get to play as Nathan Drake in story-based Uncharted DLC. I assume somewhere in the game we're told. Uh, but Naughty Dog have come out and said it's going to be longer than Left Behind, which was the standalone DLC for The Last of Us. Uh, and it's going to be... Not just DLC, but it's going to be a standalone story. So much like Left Behind, eventually you'll be able to buy it separately. Which is quite cool. I quite like that idea.
0: Like, Mm. um, what was it? The newest Infamous had a a standalone DLC. Yeah, see the newest
1: Infamous is interesting. The newest Infamous had First Light. Which was DLC in as much as you downloaded it to play it. Yeah. Uh, But you didn't need to own... Uh, infamous Second Son to play it you just needed to download it or you could buy it on disc which also, you know, also sold separately on disc so it's the same universe, the same engine, the same thing you're playing just you don't need the original game to play I quite like which, that way of working
0: I, I quite like that idea as well because it means that if you're interested in the story of what it is that you're playing so in the case of this one you'd not, you're like me you don't really play any of the Uncharted games and you don't really care for Nathan Drake as a character. But this, as a, a downloadable, you've got um, two characters who are completely different to Nathan Drake. It looks more of a an action game as opposed to a, a Tomb Raider game. Which yeah, was see, un- my,
1: Uncharted my, was definitely an action franchise. It was there were, It was much more of an action game than, say, Tomb Raider and the Tomb Raider reboots.
0: But from the go, I tell you what, I never—it never occurred to me to be Uncharted because Uncharted uh, has always been the Nathan Drake story. Uh, I, when I first saw it, off and the woman walking through and what was going on, I was like, "This is Tomb Raider." <laughs> this, 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 this is Tomb Raider. And lo and behold, I was given almost Tomb Raider.
1: Yeah, uh, it's—I'll pick it up, like I say, when I'm done, if I ever am done with Uncharted Four, I'll pick it up then. But we uh, they moved on to a couple of interesting announcements after that. Uh, The first one, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about it to be honest, because they announced the Wipeout Omega collection, which is Wipeout HD, Wipeout HD Fury, and Wipeout 2048, all on PS4. Now I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Wipeout HD is already a remake of Wipeout. So now they're gonna sell me a remake of a remake.
0: I'm pretty sure Wipeout HD was just uh, an uh, HD upscaled version of Twenty Forty Seven. Yep. I think it was, like the the one that they had on PlayStation Two. that's what I something. mean.
1: So I I don't I don't really want to buy a remake of a remake
0: because it's going to be a remake of a HD game. So it's going to be possibly we might get because they didn't really announce anything apart from the fact that they the games exist themselves. This could be 4K Wipeout.
1: Yeah, it probably is. Pro.
0: Which in itself, Wipeout looks like the sort of game that would benefit immensely from 4K. Oh, for HDR. sure, and it's
1: also the kind of game that's dead easy to to remake or upscale or whatever, just because of the kind of kind of uh, graphics it has. But still, not yeah, sure on that one.
0: Your love of Wipeout kind of fell apart when I played you three times at it at work, nope. and you were absolutely annihilated.
1: Nope. Still love Wipeout.
0: Oh, excellent. Then I will definitely get this wipeout game <laughs> and I will school you at it once more. That's okay. Like barely paying attention, just sort of like half watching the screen, half <laughs> like playing on my phone. Yeah. And, you know, finish about three laps ahead of you.
1: That's okay. <laughs> you won't kill my love of wipeout. But we moved on then. We then they announced that I th- is this a Christmas pack for Destiny? The dawning?
0: Right. With Destiny, because of what they do for the, the, the yearly thing that they have, is that with Destiny, they've got every couple of months, so this one is technically falls under Christmas because it's it's a holiday period, so they, the previous one would have been Halloween-based. I Yep, uh, if I remember rightly. They might have had one for f- um, uh, Thanksgiving, but I don't think so.
1: Didn't you have pumpkins yeah. and things for... Yeah,
0: yeah. yes, the... Pumpkins for Halloween. So, this, this was the Halloween pack. This one is Christmas themed because it's obviously it's Christmas. So, for the next couple of weeks, so it's live as of Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Until something. No, it's live from the 13th of December, I believe. Tuesday. Until. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny Everything on Tuesdays. So, it's next Tuesday up until, I think, something like the 3rd of January. Okay. So, it's the. It, and it brings back the SRL, which stands for Sparrow Racing League. Okay. So sparrows are the little hover the, bike things. The hover bikes that you get. Um, people vastly complained about the fact that they had these hover bikes that were completely useless. And people actually set up their own little race tracks in the game. So you would you would join people's games, and you would go around the areas that were available in, in the in the free mode on the maps at, and patrol, and they would just race around on their their bikes in areas and people set up tracks and all kinds of stuff so the lovely guys at Bungie decided to introduce SRL. Um, but This one is looks like it's gonna be more of the same but there's gonna be some new tracks, some new sparrows to race around with which might be slightly different aesthetics to the ones that are already there maybe some different colours of boosters but one thing that is definitely think something that a destiny player, a former Destiny player like myself, I haven't played it in a while, would be quite interested in, which is the reintroduction for year three that we're in now, of a year one weapon called the Icebreaker, which was a sniper rifle which generated ammo. It had a six round magazine that self-generated ammo. So you would be driving a lot you'd be walking along and it would slowly fill up the clip of six rounds you could then use the six rounds, and then you'd have to wait for it to charge them back up again. But it was a very high-powerful weapon. Okay. And on on weeks where the strike had solar burn, because it was a solar-based weapon, that gun was almost unstoppable. You could just literally just walk around with that out, fire your six rounds, and then stand still, wait for the enemies to leave you alone for a bit, fire the next six rounds, then hide, fire six rounds, and you'd pretty much get through the strike in about half the time it would take you to not do that.
1: Fair enough. Do I have to pay for this, or is this just a...
0: That'll be a free pack. It'll be just uh, a free kind of half update. It'll probably have something that will involve earning points, silver, whatever it is, from you, you complete a couple of challenges to get XP, which will unlock special event items, like aesthetically pleasing, like a snow globe helmet, I think they displayed, which will be just for... The period of time that it's on so once the, that that period of time ends then it'll become completely useless and it won't probably will just like disappear out of your um for a halloween one i think it was halloween they had um you'd complete challenges which meant that uh, and if you didn't finish the challenges in time then uh what it was that you'd unlocked so they were little like paper masks if you didn't complete enough challenges do enough things to make the make the paper mask purple in uh, rarity, whatever it is, it would then, at the end of the uh, holiday period, it would then be essentially deleted. Okay, fair So, enough. Whereas if you made it permanent, then obviously you could keep it as a souvenir that you'd then just keep in the vault, eating up space, the very finite amount of space that you have in the vault.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. So moving swiftly on, because I understood almost none of that,
0: you understood a couple of words, probably yeah. not the combinations of those words.
1: So, <clears throat> the next in our list of, of uh, remakes, I know a couple of people were actually quite interested in this. I'm, I'm not convinced yet myself, but finally announced a remaster of the Crash Bandicoot trilogy.
0: Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. You up for this? Um, I'm up for one and three. I didn't really enjoy the second one that much. But, uh-huh. it, from what... I saw the original Crash Bandicoot graphics, and then showing off the the updated graphics. It's obvious that yeah, it's been done well. It's it's not oh, so much yeah. a remaster; it's more of a rebuild from the ground up.
1: But at the same time, I kind of think you know the time for this is time for this has passed. I mean, everybody's going to buy it because it's Crash Bandicoot, and that's fine. I'm, I I remember enjoying them you know previously. I I don't hate Crash Bandicoot in the slightest, but this really should have come out when we were getting Jack and Daxter trilogy, Ratchet and Clank trilogy, uh, Sly Cooper trilogy. When all these games, you know, of that style, were being remade and remastered for PS3, that's when we should have got this. It just seems a bit, a bit late now. And I'll, I'll touch back on that with one, of the, a couple of the games that were announced a little later on. Because holy balls, some games should never be remastered ever.
0: <laughs> no, I'm going with it's. It's probably down to licensing. I think once Naughty Dog stopped making Crash Bandicoot, so I'm thinking that's, what, not long after 3, maybe Crash Team Racing, even Crash Bash, possibly? Yeah. Uh, and it was then given to Activision, Yeah. which is in itself a bit of an issue, because Activision don't like to do anything that doesn't guarantee them free money.
1: Well, no, of course not. But my, my point is... If Acti didn't want to do it five years ago, that's fine. Just
0: don't do it. So it's gone back to Sony, who now own Crash Bandicoot again, probably. Yeah. And Naughty Dog developing <laughs> or at very least having a hand in some kind of development for it. Yeah. It's probably another company that's actually doing the work. Not not that Naughty Dog don't do work, but they've they've got much more important things on their minds right yes. now. So although it's possible that it was just a a side project for a group of them just going yeah we'll we'll work on this while doing the ridiculous amount of work on uncharted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, possibly. We'll see. I'm not convinced yet.
0: So, next up we got Resident Evil 7. Yeah, ma'am. Which didn't look like Resident Evil to me. No. It looked it looked scary, which is something that Resident Evil hasn't been since 3.
1: It it doesn't look like Resident Evil at all. But like, it doesn't feel like Resident Evil. I'll admit I've not played <clears throat> the the demo. They, call, they called it beginning hour, didn't they? The demo. Yeah. Uh, and I've not played it yet. It's on my PlayStation, ready for me to to try. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, but it looks to me, and that the the footage I showed off, especially with the the message from the dead wife, it screams of Silent Hill to me. Which it's- is which is okay, because Silent Hill was shit scary. As was PT and I, yeah, I'm definitely up for proper scary.
0: My thinking was was that they were showing off VR. I think I think that that was what they were showing off the VR aspect of Resident Evil. So I don't know. It could be interestingly scary in that aspect. But if it's not just your casual big group of zombies, I'm gonna bust out this random shotgun that I've got that fire has three barrels on it. Then. I don't know. It's not. It's not for me. I don't think. I'll Fair stick the Dead Rising for for that.
1: Yeah. Well, we sh- we shall see. I will at some point. I will try the demo out and I will report back. I think the <laughs> game comes out in January, doesn't it? So I might just yeah. play the game and report then.
0: There's been a distinct lack of uh, of showing off Dead Right Ra- uh, Resident Evil for Xbox. So is it is it, it
1: coming uh, to Xbox?
0: I I I honestly I don't know. It's. Because I don't think I've seen them say exclusive, apart from the VR stuff, obviously. But I don't think I've seen anything to do with it for Xbox, which I don't know. That's kind of unless they they don't unless they do are thinking that it's a, a proper horror game and Xbox gamers don't play horror games.
1: Uh, no, it's going to be available on PS4, Xbox One, and Windows. So yeah, it's possibly this- it's possibly the demo that's that's exclusive to PlayStation, mainly because it's a VR demo as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's been, a very, there's been a distinct lack of Xbox marketing, which isn't the first time I've seen a game do that.
1: It's Capcom, though. Yeah. Capcom go where the money is, and Sony will throw all the money at Resident Evil.
0: Sony throw a lot of money at things that they probably shouldn't throw a lot of money at. Wow. A
1: is... lot.
0: For... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sony just like throwing money at anything to give them exclusivity rights. Doesn't matter if it's a good or a bad thing. But to be fair about this, they...
1: Xbox do the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this isn't a this isn't a one-sided coin. Xbox and well, Microsoft and Sony have been doing it for donkey's years.
0: Yeah, the problem is is when the the exclusivity rights. It's all well and good the exclusivity rights for some games because that makes sense. That you know, I don't know, you get DLC like a month or a couple of weeks early. So the problem is is when they go a bit too far out of the way, like the exclusivity rights for Destiny, which kind of fucks over the gamers on both platforms. It's, it's it's lovely having these guns and strikes and multiplayer maps on on Destiny for the PlayStation players, but the guns aren't sold by Zer because they're exclusive, and he just has a set pool of of guns that he can pick from. Okay. The strikes aren't in the Nightfall or in the weekly challenges because again they've got a set pool of what they can choose, so the strikes aren't utilized outside of just doing them by selecting them.
1: See, to me that to me that's that sounds like it's more the fault of Bungie than it is of the people that have paid for the exclusive rights. Because if they can't code for exclusive DLC... I mean, that's that's literally like saying uh, PlayStation gets Call of Duty maps 30 days early, but you can't play them because Activision only has a certain amount of servers and everybody needs to be able to pull from the pool.
0: Well, no, it's it's slightly different because if the they get the multiplayer maps, say, the 30 days earlier on Call of Duty then they would just they would have a playlist specifically for those. Yeah. What what I mean is is that the things like the the weekly challenge of the Nightfall and the the Trials of Osiris or the Iron Banner, where they just pick from a certain pool they just throw a certain pool together and they just give it to everyone. Yeah. Rather than going, Oh, we'll make a pool and then we'll include this map for the Playstation gamers but then we'll make a pool for the Xbox gamers and they will be the same except we'll take one map out.
1: Yeah, see to me that still sounds like it falls at Bungie's lap, not at Sony's.
0: It's probably yeah, it's probably is Bungie's laziness rather than anything, but I'm guessing they don't particularly really want to have the whole exclusivity deal that Activision have put on them. But I don't really know what's going on. Um <laughs> Bungie Bungie are possibly a massive bunch of bastards after the whole Halo debacle or they're a really nice group who got really unlucky and ended up with Activision instead of a good developer, publisher.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I, I can't comment.
0: <laughs> yeah. So after being massively sidetracked there, yeah, we move on to a game that's probably going to interest one of your brothers a little bit.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And not me. So we'll we'll very quickly mention this one and move on. <laughs>
0: Ace Combat 7, which I didn't realise they were going to keep making Ace Combat games. I, in fact, I didn't even realise they'd gone past Ace Combat 4.
1: Yeah, they didn't have Assault Horizon on the last... Was it Assault Horizon? I think it was called, on the last generation. And they had a free-to-play one as well, which I haven't played. But yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: aeroplane yeah. combat game.
1: Yeah, Ace Combat's alright. I, I don't play flight sims or, you know, dogfighting games. They're not my thing.
0: What the one thing that I thought was a bit weird was when they showed off that massive what looked like a huge stealth bomber like the wingspan of uh like London type bomber that yeah. then dropped off lots of small stealth fighters. Yeah, I think they're like,
1: going uh full on fucking Tom Clancy with it, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they they they're going Let's just go. We are gonna go futuristic, but at the same time, try and keep ourselves grounded. So we'll have some jets that are in service at the moment. Like I'm pretty sure I saw an F-22, and then we'll also go. We'll we'll go full concept as well. So we'll we'll have these jets flying around as well with laser guns. Yeah, and planes inside of planes. Planes inside of planes, and this jet that has four missiles in each on each wing, and then it'll also have a missile bay of like fifty thousand missiles just. In the in the belly of the of the jet. You never know; could be fun. And another minor announcement was Akuma going into uh, the <laughs> most recent Street Fighter game.
1: Yeah, man, I'll play that one. I like Akuma. Akuma's a badass. I don't
0: understand why they why have they got DLC character for Street Fighter? Because Capcom. But yeah, but it's it's a DLC character that should be part of the actual game because Akuma's a big Street Fighter character. Yeah, it's not like hit. It'd be like them locking. Ken or Ryu out of out of it for some reason
1: but because Capcom Yeah. <laughs> moving swiftly on we got uh, I, I don't know why they put this fucking gameplay footage and trailer and things there we got uh, gameplay footage from The Last Guardian which as this podcast goes out is out today uh, so it's a week away from announcement now this is the thing that really bugs me with these uh, games press conferences is when they do this. I remember them doing it a couple of years ago for the new Infamous game at E3. They spent like 20 minutes showing off Infamous Second Son on the Monday night and it was due out on the Tuesday. You know, what is the fucking point? You know, move on. And I, they've done the same for The Last Guardian. I'll be honest with you, I couldn't care less about The Last Guardian. I thought Ico and Shadow of the Colossus were excellent, but I think it's been far too fucking long. I am not interested one little bit in a game that is absolutely guaranteed to emotionally manipulate me with giant bird dog. Don't care.
0: Bird dog rat thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I know where you're coming from on that one. Uh, I was watching the trailer for it and I was just thinking, wait, isn't this game out like in a week? And then obviously they showed off that it was in fact coming out this weekend.
1: Don't get me wrong. I, I understand it's a big deal that this game is finally coming out, you know, after... 10 years of development, or however long it's been. But, we're you know, we've been inundated with, okay, maybe not everybody, but people like you and me that spend time on, you know, video game websites, and video game Twitter stuff, and just, we've been inundated with The Last Guardian stuff for the last couple of weeks. I didn't need a trailer for it at PSX, it was unnecessary. And talking about unnecessary, they announced <laughs> HD remakes of Patapon, Loco Loco, and Parappa the Rapper. Roco Loco. Sorry?
0: Loco Roco. Loco
1: Roco, sorry. <laughs> I knew what I meant when I wrote I was, it.
0: Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. It's just by the fact that you got it wrong. Yeah, I, I've got nothing against Patapon. I liked Patapon.
1: See, I've got nothing against any of those games. None. I have very fond memories of all of them. They also announced that Parappa the Rapper, the 20th anniversary uh, HD remake... <clears throat> we'll have a demo that was available from Saturday onwards. Have you downloaded this demo?
0: No, I wasn't the fan of Rapper the Rapper. It's absolute
1: wank. For starters, not one thing seems to have been remade in HD. Instead, they've taken the original FMVs and stuck them in a little 4.3 screen surrounded by wallpaper so that it's not clearly stretched for a 16.9 screen and looking worse than it is. Basically, it looks like it did... ...when it first came out. And once you actually get into the game... ...it doesn't look an awful lot better. Me and a lot of other people... ...have been waiting for Parappa the Rapper... ...or a Parappa the Rapper remake... ...or new game... ...since he appeared in PlayStation All-Stars... ...Battle Royale all them years ago. And this is not the game we wanted. It just looked shocking. Absolute shit. And I cannot believe... That someone thought it was okay to put that game out. Absolutely not. I don't want to talk about Parappa the Rapper anymore. It really made me sad. I was really quite gutted. But then then they announced, talking of sequels I didn't think anybody wanted, here's a sequel that I don't think anyone ever wanted, including someone that really quite enjoyed the first one and worked to platinum it, even though it was a pain in the balls. They announced Knack 2, which I could not fucking believe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> did, now, you, did you I, play Knack? I didn't. NAC? I, didn't pl- I didn't play NAC, so I, I've I, I've no idea. I don't even. I couldn't even. I couldn't tell you anything about Nack to know what the fuck was going on.
1: It's not really worth talking about. It's, it's. I didn't mind it. I quite enjoyed it. It didn't need a sequel. I. I don't know what they're thinking, but clearly the guys at Studio Japan need something to do now that they're done with the Last Guardian. So Knack two it is. And then they announced, and I couldn't tell what this was, and that's probably because I'm not a fan, really, of the first. So I can't tell if they ad- if they announced Gravity Rush 2 or they announced Gravity Rush 2 DLC. I uh,
0: I don't know. I didn't. I played the first one because I think it was free on PlayStation Plus at one point on the Vita. Yep. And that's uh. About as far in as I got because I don't really remember what I was doing.
1: Apparently it's a big deal that we can now play as Raven. I don't know who Raven is. No, no idea. So before I embarrass myself anymore, can you talk about the next game please?
0: (laughs) The next game being Gran Turismo Sport which is another Gran Turismo game.
1: Which has not fared very well in a lot of previews from what I gather.
0: From what I played of it at EGX because it was there it plays exactly the same as every previous Gran Turismo game. It doesn't feel any more refined. The audio is exactly the same as what it was back on the first Gran Turismo all the way through up through Prologue 5 and whatever. Um and it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's improved. It's just another Gran Turismo game where they've gone let's add these new cars because they're new and let's get rid of some older cars because people didn't really use them all that often. But one thing that Gran Turismo has which I'm insanely jealous of which is dynamic weather. Now Forza, I'm going to talk about Forza, is that Forza added weather effects in the most recent iteration of the Forza franchise Motorsport 6 but it's only on specific tracks because they they basically went to those tracks because what they did was they scanned the tracks down okay. and they just so they could get really fine really you know decent detail on the tracks but they've only got rain on tracks that they got rain for so they could put puddles in the right places yeah with gran turismo is that they've got dynamic weather effects on since 5 which means that it can just start raining they use the design of the track that they've got to make the rainfall create puddles where it seems logical based on the shape of the track. Okay. So that's that's the, the one thing that I like that Gran Turismo has that yeah. is probably still not enough of a reason to buy a Gran Turismo game.
1: Or well, no, buy Drive Club. Yeah.
0: I have Drive Club actually.
1: Yeah. Drive Club does the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. Weather is the most important is the most important part of racing games for me now because I've played that many of them. If it doesn't have weather effects, then I'm not really interested. Um, other game announced was Nino Kuni 2, which I can't talk about whatsoever because I d- don't even. Nope. I didn't realise that it was popular enough that it deserved a second.
1: Oh, no, it was huge. I knew it was huge when it came out. It's just. It's a studio uh, Ghibli game, isn't it? Ghibli. Ghibli. Whatever the fuck it is. G- Ghibli. Ghibli. It's, just, it's, it's not an art style that. Draws me to it. I didn't touch it. Uh, I do have a friend who doesn't play games, but he did pick it up because of who made it, and he says it's very, very good. But as much as I will take his recommendation on most things film-wise, I still won't touch Nino Kuni, and Nino yeah. Kuni Two will never ever hit my radar.
0: Yeah, um, I Nino Kuni and a lot of the other games that are going to be uh, we're going to be talking about later. Are the reason to why I'm not really a fan of PlayStation as a whole. They spend a far too much time. Well, I suppose it's because they are a company <laughs> from the country. I mean, I was going to say but,
1: they do have a lot of Japanese games, but that's because they're a Japanese company. Take your tentacles back to Japan, you freak!
0: But the thing is, is that they've got a lot of Japanese games that aren't Japanese games. They are games that are designed for Western people to to want to play but they make it seem Japanese well yeah if, if you the
1: JRPGs as a whole have got a massive fan base in, in Europe and the States and I think, I don't think the issue actually is with Sony making too much I think the issue is more that Microsoft don't realise that that fan base is there, or don't care about that fan base Yeah, uh, I do I remember having a conversation with somebody I'm not sure who it was, uh Because they showed a load of uh, JRPG stuff on 360, and I was like, I didn't even realise any of those were a thing. I didn't think they'd done any Japanese games on 360. But apparently there's quite a big market for them in Japan. But again, they're just kind of skipping out on them this time. I think a lot of it as well is, like, with older, not with older generations, but with older consoles, people would import entire consoles so they could play Japanese games. Yeah. You know? Uh, and Sony aren't stupid. Sony can see that there's money to be made in it, and even if they only sell in Japan or if they only sell well in Japan, they you know, they will always make money on them in their you know in, in their home country. Th- there's no reason not to localize them because they can do it as part of the production process. It's not extra money to do. It's just part of the, part of the development. I don't I, th- I don't think I have a problem with Sony doing a lot of Japanese games. I I think I'd have a problem if they'd done a lot of Nazi games, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, JRPGs. They they never ever hit my radar. It's not something I can talk about with with, with any level of competency because I don't play them. I don't know them. But it certainly doesn't mean I don't think they should be making them.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't be making them. What I'm saying is is that there's a they seem to announce a lot of them, which it's not like they go oh we can. Uh, we can, we can announce this one, this one, and this one. It's that it's 90% of their announcements throughout are for JRPGs, which is a large portion of their, their market, clearly. But it's that they're, they're not announcing other games that they, they've got. Because I'm pretty sure they've got a lot of exclusives and, you know, games that they're developing themselves. For instance, there's Uncharted that they announced earlier that they're which are probably their biggest sellers in, in the western world Yeah, it's just, it seems like they've got a lot of games that I mean, this is just me looking with my lame eyes but they looked as if if I bought this one then there's no point me buying this one because they, they're ident- they're almost identical
1: I, I mean, that is probably mainly because you don't play them so you don't know I see, I'm the same I, I don't know, what well, they all look the fucking same to me, so, but I don't play them I can't I can't comment on them because I don't know anything about them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I mean looking at the list of games we've had so far and games we've got coming, I think it's pretty even. Like there's a nice chunk in the middle of like Japanese stuff, and then we get back to like Western stuff. And to be yeah. fair, like the next one after Nino Kuni is they announced two Yakuza games coming to the West. Yeah. Which is a big deal because even I like the Yakuza games.
0: I played Maybe one of the Yakuza games, but I couldn't tell you which.
1: <laughs> I didn't think much to the zombie one that they done, but the actual proper Yakuza games I quite like. Even though you do have to read them because they generally don't localize them; they just put English subtitles in. I'm fine with that. But I mean, the next couple of games that they announced—I mean, to be honest, I'm not even sure I wrote these down properly. I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right or anything. I don't know what the fuck Dangan Roper is. Dangan
0: Roper V3. Yeah,
1: I don't—I don't know what that is. Apparently, it's the third one, and. Apparently, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I know what near is, I know what near Automata is because you know we all saw everybody going batshit at it at E3, but I, I've never played Nier, I'm not like no. to play Nier. And I, I really hope I, I'm remembering this right. I'm pretty sure the guy pronounced it Ease Origin,
0: yes, he did. Ease,
1: but I is it a prequel to another Ease game? I don't know what Ease is.
0: No, I've, I couldn't tell you. I, yeah, it's. It looked the same as one of the other games that was announced to me, and I, yeah.
1: It was to me. It was just a meld of JRPG and and kind of Japanese style games all rolled into one. I looked away for a second, looked back, and there was another trailer, or it might have been the same trailer. I wasn't sure, so I just kind of wrote down what I was watching. But you know, I do apologize to anyone that's listening that thinks I'm I'm just kind of ignoring these games or, or dismissing them you know and being really mean I just I can't talk about them I don't I know nothing about them
0: I think I'm offending more um, uh Japanese game fans than you are by me just like completely saying that they're not worth anyone's time <laughs> it's like they should just stop making jrpgs but uh next game that they announced was one from the guys at Jaeger, who you're a bit of a fan of I love
1: Jaeger. I say I love Jaeger. I love Spec Ops The Line. Yeah. And then the guy that I love that works for Spe- that worked on Spec Ops The Line went off and started another company and, and made a VR horror game, so actually he's not at Jaeger anymore. But I'll give him a go.
0: But the newest game that they've got coming called Dreadnought, which I thought was a different game earlier. <laughs> There are too many games that begin with the same letters. I get very very confused after watching so many trailers in ones. But Dreadnought looks like a very fun game that I might almost certainly pick up because it's a console exclusive to the PlayStation. But it looks like a good old-fashioned ship-to-ship combat game in space.
1: Eve. Yeah. It's basically... Eve without the spreadsheets.
0: Yeah. Eve without spreadsheets. Star Trek, but with fun. (laughs) Um... What's uh, No Man's Sky, but with uh, other people. So something our buddy will certainly probably enjoy. Yeah. The guys who developed the game Bastion have a new game coming called Pyre, which did kind of look a little bit fun. The one that was a multiplayer game, their first multiplayer game. The guys that made Bastion venturing into multiplayer, uh, where you are what looked like a one-on-one kind of half-combat tactical game. Similar to the way that, uh, I'm gonna throw in a mobile phone game here, Clash Royale works, which is, uh, you work with what you've got against your opponent to try and snuff out their flames. Okay. Which, yeah, that seemed what Pyre was. Cool. Um, Vayne, which.
1: I, admit, I don't remember this one. I wrote it down. I don't. And I looked at but... that and went, fuck, I don't remember this.
0: I, I don't know. I can't remember Vane at all. Um, I'm sure it had something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, and then there was Absolver, which was that online melee game.
1: Yeah, see that looked really cool. That was from uh, Devol- Devolver Digital, I think. Looked really good. I, I, I kind of fancied that one.
0: Yeah, I. It kind of looked kind of cool. It looked like what? Because um, there's a, a couple of fighters like combat online combat games out there that probably should be a lot better. Um, the one on the Xbox, specifically the one that was free, what was it called? Fuck. Yeah. That one. It was a load of shit. Fair yeah. enough. It, it was a load of horse shit. It was free. Uh, you played. You paid for characters. But yeah, it was a load of horse shit. Absolutely <laughs> not worth playing. Um, and uh, an interesting... I want to say it's going to be a horror game, because it seems like it's going to be a psychological horror game. Yeah, man. For what remains of Edith Finch.
1: See, what uh, interested me with that and actually caught my attention was when the trailer started and the first developer's logo comes up and it's Annapurna. Annapurna, a a film production company. I had no idea they were into making games. But actually, the trailer makes... I I really kind of want to play that. That looks really good. I like a good ghost story. And that looks like it's going to be a lot of good ghost stories.
0: It looks kind of half-terrifying, but at the same time, I'm almost interested in it, because it seems like it's uh, it could be an, a fun story <coughs> to go alongside it, whereas yeah. most horror games are usually just, this is terrifying, please make it stop. And...
1: I don't know what the last, well, I know what the last one is, but none of those are the name of the game.
0: No, I, I know what the name of the game is. It's uh, Nex Machina. That's the one. Yep.
1: It's made by the guys Which that made is, Rezogun.
0: Uh, yes. And it looks like Rezogun and Geometry Wars, but on steroids. Yep. And crack at the same time. Yeah,
1: might be worth a look.
0: Well, Resogun was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed playing it when I when I had it. So That's a tough platinum that was. I don't think I put that much effort into it because of how difficult it was. I don't think I actually got that far in it. I think I reached the point of very typically games like that. There's a certain point where everyone gets to where they can't get any further because yep. they're not good enough to do it. It doesn't matter how much practice you put into it, you're never going to get past that one point because it's just... The, the game is too difficult for you yeah. at this point.
1: No, Rizzo Gun's definitely up there. So we had a little bit of an indie section afterwards and they uh, didn't make this game. I mean, to be honest, I was interested the very second Grasshopper Manufacturing's logo came up. For those that don't know, Grasshopper Manufacturing is Suda51's development team and Suda fifty one just makes batshit crazy games. Just absolutely ridiculous you know, just nuts games. I I had to play this game when I saw this trailer. It's called Let It Die. And basically, the 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 entire trailer is a is a Grim Reaper on a skateboard talking to you about playing video games. Uncle while, Death. While he's wearing crazy fucking sunglasses. And I couldn't help myself after I watched the the keynote I had to go and download it. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) It's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of uh it's like a third person roguelike kind of game. And you basically have to have to clear floors and climb this giant tower and you know, this tower's the corridors are littered with, you know, crazy people and basically like all the psychos from dead rising and right. and weird monsters and shit like that yeah i mean there's nothing much to it it's free to play which means it's got a lot of uh lot of microtransaction type stuff in it but i've been playing it for about 8 to 10 hours i've not bought a single thing i've not needed to it's amazing it is so much fun you know i you can run two or three characters at the same time so and literally when you're not using a character you leave him in a freezer <laughs> and he just until you go and get him but what you can do instead of using him to play with while you're playing with another character you can send one of your guys in the freezer out on an expedition to kill people and literally you just say you just, you know send on an expedition and it'll give you a list of players that have recently been seen online and you can send him after them All right and these these things are called haters <laughs> Of course they are. When you... Because I met a couple. I came across... And I was like a level 2 or 3. I wasn't far into the game. And I came across some bastard's level 15 hater that he'd sent after me. <laughs> it took all of my uh, all of my energy to kill him. I've done well. I got shitloads of loot out of him when I killed him. But it's just nuts. It's so much fun.
0: You, Does it look like it's going to have longevity?
1: oh. Uh, well, the thing is, you can play it like a single-player game. It's constantly connected to the network. And this is a bit of a problem, because if you disconnect from the network, or if PSN disconnects you from the network, it counts as a That's death. That's more likely. You lose all of your shit, and you go back to the waiting room, and you have oh, to wow. start again. Yeah. it's But it's, it's a typical roguelike, but it does, it does count as a death if you disconnect from the network, which is a pain. Uh... But as long as you're connected to the network, you can play it as a single-player game. I've only come across two or three other players' avatars. It's it's not something that needs a massive community to play. But it, I think I think it could stick around for a bit. Definitely worth definitely worth playing. Yeah, give, definitely worth giving a go. If it's free to play, literally you just hit the download button and give it a go. It's is awesome. The other couple of indies which didn't really make a mark on me, to be honest, I didn't I didn't really. After after that, I, I don't think there was anything that was going to compete with the trailer for Let It Die. Uh, we had Mother Russia Bleeds and Mark of the Wolves announced or trailered, and I'll, I'll be they were trailered. I were. thought
0: it was just I thought they just showed off the name of the games because I was I was that much remembering Let It Die that I just thought they were just going oh this is the other stuff that we've got here are the names of them Shit. let's move on.
1: See now that you say that I, I I'm now scared that I'm misremembering and there might not have been a trailer. <laughs> Fuck. that oh, fuck it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Ignore those, those two. Go play Let It Die, because Let It Die was awesome.
0: Alright, so I'll take over again. Okay. And we will talk about Lara Croft Go, which, no, it's not like Pokemon Go, so you don't have to worry about that. It's closer related to Hitman Go, which was the difficult way to explain it. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. Small-scale puzzle game. Was on the Vita? Uh,
1: yeah, Hitman. It's on the Vita. It's on the PS4. It's it started off as an iOS game, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. But it's a puzzle game uh, based in the world of Lara Croft for this one. Um, not unlike again what Hitman Go was. Uh, I I want to say Metal Gear Acid kind of had a similar sort of puzzle game aspect to it.
1: I will take your word for it.
0: Did you not play Metal Gear Acid?
1: I do not remember.
0: Metal Gear Acid was cool. It was like a, a turn-based Metal Gear game. It's kind of fun. Okay. Kind of addictive, but at the same time, really shit. Which I'm guessing is what this is going to be. It's going to be an addictive puzzle game, which works really well because Tomb Raider games are really large-scale puzzle games. Yeah. The, the, the very basic element of it. So you take the puzzles of of a standard Tomb Raider game and you put it into small-scale, little, little cell shaded animation and you've got yourself a nice little addictive little mini game, yeah. which for the right price could be fairly decent game. So we're talking sub 15 quid and you've probably got a purchase right there.
1: Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd be less than that. I'm, I can't remember how much Hitman Go went for on PlayStation, but I think I paid like five quid for it on iOS and I got hours of
0: fun out of that. And the other game that I'm going to talk about now is, I'm assuming, uh, a re master re-release re imagining of I, th-
1: I think it's going to be a re-release i think it kind of has to be a re-release
0: yeah of ye old classic wind jammers
1: yeah man
0: which was the original disc based throwing scoring <laughs> almost pong game from like the 1940s motherfucker
1: fuck off <laughs> Is that 1994? I think the, I think it came out.
0: Yeah, so it, it's a game that has existed, and all of the old people in the world remember because it was uh, the, the, the only fun they could have because it was probably raining outside, <laughs> so they weren't allowed to throw their frisbees. So they they played a video game of frisbee throwing, top down frisbee game. It, I, it was awesome. I've, I'll probably pick it up because it did look quite fine in the trailer.
1: I'll absolutely pick it up because I, I played it back in. The, I played it in the arcades. I'd, I'm pretty sure I'd have. I'd have to go back and check my collection because I had a. Uh, I had an American Neo Geo. I'm pretty sure I had it on that. I cannot remember. I'd have to get up in the loft and have a look. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it was on Neo Geo.
1: But yeah, Windjammers was fucking awesome and. I, I can't wait. It will be awesome on the Vita because it's, it's going to be coming on the Vita as well but I'll definitely be picking that bad boy up on PS4. I would expect uh, a, a couple of the people from places like uh, the Retro Gaming Discussion Show to be picking that up as well because it's absolutely right up their street. It's an awesome game. I'm I'm well looking forward to that one.
0: Oh, it, was, uh, it was um pushed out on the Wii Virtual Console in 2010 but only in Japan. Mm. So if you had a, a... It wasn't even that if you had a Japanese Wii, it was literally if your IP address was Japan, then you could then you could play it. Fair
1: enough. No, I I don't think I had my Wii for long enough to worry too much about the virtual console. I certainly wouldn't have gone chasing anything that was Japan only.
0: Uh it was later delisted in 2013.
1: All right, fair enough. I definitely would have been interested then.
0: Yeah. So it was it was put up in 2010 and then brought and then it was taken back off again in 2013. Cool due to what looked like intellectual rights issues, because bankruptcy.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, it tends to be the one that pulls all the, the games off stores.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks looks fun. It's going like awesome. to be
1: awesome. It's basically air hockey.
0: Yeah, uh, and because it's going to have, for the first time ever, online multiplayer, it looks like it could be an amusing way to, to spend a good... 45 minutes worth of time when you should really be playing something else. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, they had a bit of a VR sizzle reel after that, didn't they? There was a you know a few games that they're showing going on to VR. And I'm guessing what in the next year or so. This is a bit of a sticking point for me because it seemed like until this point they were really kind of ignoring virtual reality. Okay, they, obviously they mentioned it with Resident Evil. They mentioned it with Gran Turismo Sport. But that was about it. And considering they've only just released this insanely expensive add-on for the PlayStation, they didn't seem to do an awful lot for virtual reality. And even their sizzle reel didn't do much. I mean, pretty much the only thing I could pick out of it was Star Trek. And that's because it was Star Trek, and it looked like Star Trek.
0: Yeah. it was obviously Star Trek.
1: Yeah, but nothing else really stuck out to me. And I mean, that's a bit of a problem. I, because I really want to pick up a PlayStation VR... But I, I think I said this in, like, maybe our first episode. I'm so worried about PlayStation doing the same thing they've done with the Move and done with the Vita, where after six months they just completely fucking ignore it and pretend like it didn't happen. And considering PSX is their own, you know, it's a first-party press conference. It's not an E3, and it's not a Tokyo Game Show or anything like that where they have to share stage and time with other people. This is their own thing, and they've hardly shown any VR stuff. I really don't like the idea that only a couple of months after release PlayStation VR is is being kicked to the curb.
0: Yeah. It's it doesn't bode well when they they don't seem to be showing it off all that much, but with the recent pushing, especially during PSX with that bloke in the uh football jersey that was actually just a PlayStation football jersey. Yeah. That that douchebag constantly just holding up his Vita saying and on Vita. To every third game that he was talking about, if that's what the VR becomes in the future, that's a very, very expensive bit of equipment right there that's being used solely for sound bites.
1: Yep, and that's that was always my worry from the beginning. I was worried about that, and I, I mean, I, I hope it was just because they think they've they've drowned us in VR stuff already, and I hope we get some more down the road a bit. But I don't know, mate. I I don't like I don't like how that. That doesn't bode well for for VR.
0: Well, with a little bit of luck, if that that's what happens in 18 months' time, we'll see. Or wait, how long was it for the Vita? It was about eight months. Yeah. After uh, it was about eight months after it launched, and I bought it for the stupid amount that I did. That you bought it for half the price. Yep. So if VR drops to say maybe two thirds in two thirds of its value currently in about 18 months' time, then yeah, it's it's still a good purchase. Oh yeah. It's if it drops any quicker than that, then then there's problems. And then it'll be interesting to see what they announce their units sold are when they get around to doing their first because it they probably released it too close to Christmas. That's the problem. If yeah. if they'd announced if they'd announced it well, they announced it when they did, obviously. But if they'd brought it out maybe to six weeks earlier, it's definitely in the Christmas market of people buying one for little Tommy that they've got you know, their 8 year old son who wants to play the Resident Evil game in uh, on VR and then to never go to sleep ever again Yeah, so
1: someone needs to be calling social services on those parents pretty quick Yeah,
0: but it's what he wanted because he's our little angel Fuck and him And he, he plays Call of Duty and he clearly has had sex with his my mother like every <laughs> night for the past 4 decades despite being 7 yeah. So uh, next game that we've got is Neo. So, uh, yeah, Neo. Neo, Neo. Neo. Let's know. go with which looked to me absolutely identical to uh, Near or Tomato. Tomatoes. Yep, all Tomatoes. But it looked. Like it's. I'm. I couldn't tell the difference between them, and I'm looking at both of them next to each other right now on my laptop. So they, they, they are essentially the same game to me. So I will skip this. <laughs> and give you and, and move on to uh, MLB The Show seventeen, which is another MLB game that is PlayStation exclusive because no one buys MLB games apparently.
1: Have you ever played the show, like any of them? I,
0: I played the show fourteen, I think, and I was very close to buying the show fifty, uh, sixteen a couple of days ago because I was thinking, oh, World Series has just finished, so I'll be able to pick up the show sixteen. Probably quite cheap, but Amazon is still selling it for like forty quid. Yeah. Was, I'm just thinking, I'm not spending forty quid on a game that I'll play maybe twice.
1: No, no I I don't mind the show. I used to play it quite a lot. I actually it's slightly, up, but not really slightly off topic. It's very off topic, but I I didn't play MLB the Show 16 because I spent months and months and months writing about it for a game website I used to write for. And I seemed to be the only person that could actually talk about baseball without sounding like a complete fucking Muppet. So I seemed to be the only person that ever wrote up anything when MLB The Show turned up in the list of news that needed to be written about. And after months of that, I just got sick to the packed fucking teeth of it. When the game finally came out, I just went, Nope. Not fucking (laughs) touching that ever again.
0: (laughs) When it comes to baseball, uh, I tried very hard because uh, it was on ESPN, yeah. so BT Sport over here, and I had BT Sport back in the day because I had BT TV, so I tried very hard to, to watch baseball games, but unless you were watching it on TV, you couldn't watch it because they didn't have the license to stream it on over the internet. No. So it was really difficult to watch the games, it was really difficult to follow the sport in this country, and when the only baseball Franchise video game that exists is a PlayStation exclusive, and you're an Xbox gamer. You kind of you don't. You, it's difficult to keep up with with the sport. It's not like American football, where it's every weekend I can just spend about thirty seconds watching Sky Sports News, and they do their little um, American football. This is what happened over the weekend. Yeah, and see, they've also, it, it, NFL
1: in this country is lovely now, but. 15 years ago, when I started watching football, it was fucking terrible. You couldn't, you know, Channel 4 is the only place that showed you got to watch one game a week if you were lucky. Just, yeah, awful, awful coverage. Baseball will get better. I
0: I don't think it will because baseball's already probably hitting its peak of interest in this country. I don't think it's going to, I don't think there's going to be any more interest. It's not like there's a decline in cricket and therefore baseball's going to go up it's the it's baseball's probably not going to get any more popular in this country in the next 10 to 30 years
1: no you're probably right
0: because all the people who are interested in baseball are already watching baseball or they're already following baseball because we're we're far enough into the internet generation where you can easily get hold of anything that you want i mean not necessarily legally not that i'm saying that you should be watching your baseball illegally it's it's not like we're gonna get a whole new breed of, oh, we've got access to this now because we've got the internet. It's we we've we're well into the internet day and age now where people have at their fingertips I could probably watch any baseball game in the history of time right now. I'm just not going to because it doesn't interest me. Fair enough. To the, the point where what I was originally trying to make, which was that the closest I've got to playing baseball is Super Mega Baseball on the Xbox One. <laughs> Which was a free game on Xbox Live Gold like two months ago.
1: It's not quite the same thing.
0: No, it's not. Fun <laughs> though. Played a fair amount. And the second to last announcement that we got was a new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, which is coming out at the end of February. Oh. Which looked. I'm so excited. Looked. For that. It's. I don't. It's another game where they're showing showing it off, where it doesn't need to be shown off. It's not like we're getting any new information about it. Like, for instance, what we did with Mass Effect, where we got a gameplay trailer for the for a game that's coming out next year. We, we, it's more this is the game that you all want because it's a game that you've wanted since we first announced it.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's definitely
0: it, it's it's more it's to keep the like hype up a, than
1: anything else. I think
0: I wouldn't even say it was designed to keep the hype up. I don't think this game has fallen in hype at all. I think it's it's at its it's at its hypest. I fucking hate the fact that I'm having to make words up for this.
1: It's the hypiest the of hype.
0: It's it is <laughs> it, Yeah. It I
1: think the I think the problem is that I think Sony is scared that it's gonna uh, lose its hype. So they released another trailer for it.
0: Yeah. It's well, I suppose that they got a bit scared considering how poorly recorded, because this is essentially their answer to recall, which kind of after the first announcement got a lot of people looking into it and then as time progressed recall just sort of fell apart as a whole and i don't think it sold particularly well and it'll probably end up games with gold in a couple of months
1: i don't think it you're probably the first person i've heard compare it to recall
0: It's literally just because it seems like um uh open world ish you're a single person in a a world of machines where you can have some kind of rudimentary control over the machines, based on the fact that those machines have replaced um, actual animals. Yeah, I'm probably only comparing it to Recall because I've not played either.
1: I have. I am very excited for Horizon. It's you know I've said this before. It's, it's Guerrilla Games. I I would play Guerrilla Games' version of Pac-Man if they wanted to release one because it's Guerrilla <laughs> Games. But I am actually quite I'm quite interested in Horizon. And like I said before, this will be. This will be the one to make me go out and buy a 4K TV and a PS4 Pro if I'm allowed to.
0: No, you're not allowed to. Not since you bought Guns N' Roses ticket. Yeah. Not allowed to make any more purchases forever. This is true. You've you've had your purchasing rights revoked. I
1: needed to buy a new car, bought Guns N' Roses tickets instead. It's okay. But yeah, Horizon uh, probably won't take any time off of work for it just because it comes out in February. And I can't really be bothered. But... (laughs) It would be. It is the kind of game that I would normally take time off of work to play because it looks awesome and I'm very excited for it. So yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn I'm dead, dead excited for. But And I have to admit, I, w- I did laugh when this reveal happened because the first thing the guy said was, the team want to show you this, but it's in very, very, very early development. So basically that's him saying, we're announcing this game, but you're not going to see it until 2022. Yeah. So just get all excited and fuck off. So they showed a, uh, an announcement trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. Now, that, my friend, is a time-off-of-work kind of game.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm very much considering the fact that uh, I may end up having to, you know, kick everyone out of the living room and just say, look, PlayStation time, Skip, you know, stay away from me yeah. for the rest of time until I finish this.
1: But... uh I mean, for me, that means I need to go back and replay the first one again, which means me needing to buy a headset for my PlayStation uh, because my dog doesn't like the sound of the clickers in The Last of Us and they literally send her out the room shaking. So I don't want to do that to her, but I do want to play the first one again. I own the first one on PS4. I bought the remastered version and for some reason I never finished it, so I will re-download it and, and go back and do it again. But Excited is a uh, is an understatement. The Last of Us absolutely blew me away, as it did everybody, I think, that played it. So I'm very much looking forward to another The Last of Us. It looks like it's going to have a grown-up Ellie uh, and probably a very old Joel. I wouldn't expect one of those two to make it out of the, the game alive. I'd say end of the sequel would be the time for one of them to die.
0: Yeah. When it came to the first one, I think after after playing it and finishing the story i stopped playing games for about 4 to 5 months completely like i couldn't pick up another one
1: it was the beauty of that game it was a very affecting game
0: it just it it killed me to because that if it was a game that i could be if i had to choose a game to be the last game i ever play then the last of us would probably be one of the games that i would say look once I have played this, I'm 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 complete. I'm whole. Like there's nothing else to play out there. Yeah. And I think that this really needs to not suffer from second game syndrome.
1: To be fair, I mean, I would be concerned if it was a lot of developers, Naughty Dog are making it. I I wouldn't be worried about it. It suffering from a, a sequel problem. I I would be confident spending fifty sixty quid day one on The Last of Us 2. No reviews, no nothing. Just knowing that a quality team are making it, they've been given the time to make it, and yeah, I, I think it'll be alright. I don't... I That's not a worry for me at all, I don't think.
0: I think my my main worry of, of the second game syndrome is going to be that we're going to get an ending that's going to go we're getting part 3. I don't want that. I want. I want another ending, like how the first one ended, where You could leave the story there or continue it. It's really, it's not something that can really, people aren't going to notice Yeah. because it's the way that the first one ended where it was, you know, all happy. You know, they've, 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 they've done what they set out to do. They've, they've gone back and it's a way of, we need to try and make our lives better. If the second one ends in a similar sort of fashion where it's they've they've beaten whatever it is, absolutely great game. If it ends with, oh and by the way we're going to finish the story off with another game, or possibly another couple of games, then I don't know, it feels cheap and I don't want that.
1: Yeah, I I get your point. I think if they end it on a cliffhanger, say, for a third game, I think that would suck immensely. But I mean, I think the same rule applies. It's it's being made by a company that know what they're doing. And as much as I like to have a fucking negative opinion on absolutely everything, I, I'm hopeful and not cynical in the slightest about The Last of Us 2. I, I think it's going to be excellent. I I would trust Naughty Dog to end it well. Uh, I I don't think I'd say the first one ended happy. I thought the first one was very melancholy in its ending and kind of... One of those games that when it finished, you just kind of—I remember finishing it. And just I just sat in the quiet for ages, going, "Oh fuck, all right." And I would expect the same from number two. I don't know. I, we're, we're a couple yeah. of years off.
0: Well, yeah. I, I happy is probably the wrong word. I'm because, but I, happy comparatively to how it could have ended, should the ending have been in the hospital? The hospital? Hospital was just before the end. Yeah. The the last mission being. Um, the hospital, the end being the scene afterwards, yeah. where they've where, where it's continued on, and it's just essentially a, a cutscene, Yeah. playable cut. Um, be interesting to see which character you take control of for this one, because if it's, it, it could be easily you control small adult Ellie, and Joel is the, the the side character.
1: Almost certain it will be Ellie. I mean, there's there's a lot of fan theories going about at the moment. Mine basically begins and ends with Ellie's chasing fireflies because of what they did to her and what they did to other people like her. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a revenge game. I think it's going to be nasty and violent and not necessarily just at infected people. But that's my only theory and I'd say that was pretty obvious given the trailer, but I, I, I don't want to get myself too excited for it. I refuse to get pumped up for a game that we're not going to see for probably three years.
0: Yeah, the way, the way they have said that it's very early makes it seem like it's gonna be a we're not gonna get this for a while. <laughs> uh, we might get another Uncharted before then. Some more Crash Bandicoot games, yeah. maybe even another Jack and Daxter. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that wraps up our our yep. first ever proper news episode, mate.
0: News, nothing but the news. Yeah, and it was a completely and utterly unbiased. As- <laughs>
1: No hate for Japanese people or anything.
0: No, (laughs) no hate for Japanese people. No hate for Japanese games. And no hate for people who shouldn't like Japanese games.
1: I think that just leaves us with uh, with some recommendations, mate.
0: Yep. uh, I'm going to recommend this month's very recent Games with Gold game, which is Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition which is the, the story of uh, Wei Shen, um, undercover cop, who is working his way up through the ranks of the Yakuza in Hong Kong and uh, slowly, well, play the game, pretty much. And it will also include the DLC, which has Nightmare and North Point, which has the zombies, essentially, yep. in, in Hong Kong. Fun. Yeah, excellent,
1: excellent game. With triads. Not, triads. Not Yakuza.
0: Well, they're roughly the same thing.
1: Any triads or Yakuza listening to this, the opinions of John, do not represent the opinions of Character Unlock or me. Just take it in.
0: <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure they don't care enough.
1: <laughs> and my recommendation is a simple one, one we talked about earlier. It's the free-to-play PS4 game Let It Die. Just Just go play it. It's so much fun. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) It's only been out an hour.
1: (laughs) It's it's so good. It's just so stupid. (laughs) But you can't help but love it. And it's one of those games that you kind of... You turn it off and go to do something else. you're like, I want to play it a bit more. And you can't help but go back and turn it on again. It's really cool. I really liked it. But yeah, Are
0: there any Yakuza in it?
1: There's no Yakuza or Triad in it.
0: It's not really worth it then, is it?
1: There is a massive dude with giant Edward Scissor hand arms and a cage on his head. Basically looks like a rejected drawing from The Evil Within.
0: That's much better than Yakuza and Triads. Exactly.
1: Give it a butchers, man. It is It is awesome.
0: I'll probably give it a download tomorrow when I go home from work.
1: Yeah. Back in a couple of weeks, I think, mate. What? Well, a couple of weeks will be a couple of days before Christmas. So I'm guessing it's going to be our best and worst of the year
0: yeah that'll be our, our last show of the year because I think the one our show after that will be in January so,
1: yeah. so that'll be a... so yeah join us again in a couple of weeks for, for yeah our best and worst of 2016 until then mate where can people find you
0: you can find me at the john underscore cu on twitter and as long Dong silver on xbox live
1: cool you can find me at brooker411 on twitter uh, and troublemaker411 on psn and xbox live you can find us and that's character unlock pretty much anywhere you can type character unlock so we are at character unlock on twitter at character unlock on facebook and at character unlock on instagram and if you don't want to find us any of those places we will be back in two weeks thank you very much for listening
0: Bye, everybody Character Unlock was presented by Andrew Brooker and John Miller, with music provided
1: with permission from Miracle of Sound from the track A Dog's Life. Character Unlock is recorded for Failed Critics and is a part of the Failed Media Network of podcasts, along with Field and Mullinger's Underground Nights and the Failed Critics Film Podcast. And you can check us out at failedcritics.com or find us on Twitter at CharacterUnlock. Thanks for listening.